I don't think it's a coincidence that as we, sh- as we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, the one who follows Christ, knows his voice, and allows him to lead us wherever he desires is also coinciding with Mother's Day. So I said at the beginning, it's the mother who actually stands in first in our life as the presence of God. There's a saying that mothers are the symbol of life in the world, that every single one of us here is here because a woman sacrificed her body, herself, her love, so that we could come into the world. The same way that the world is for us, so the woman's body is for every child that has been born. And just as every child that's in its mother's womb has this innate longing to come out, not stay in there, to be in the arms of the one who has brought them into existence. So the same way we who are in this world are in a sense in the womb, still longing for our true life with God in heaven. Our true birth will come when we die and we can be in his arms for all eternity. That's why there's such a close resemblance between the love of the Father, the love of God, and the love that we receive from our mother. Actually, psychologists say the most important affection we can ever receive in this world is from our mother. And when that's deprived, it's very difficult for a human being to thrive in the world without that. I've even noticed this in my own, my own spiritual life. Like, even as a priest, you need women in your life. They just have to be like 40 years older than you. That's, that's the rule. It's got to be safe. But without, a, I've noticed like whenever I'm, the majority of the priests, obviously all the priests in my life are male. Uh, but the majority of like leaders in my life are male. But when I do not have a female, a prayer intercessor, a warrior on my side teaching me, I oftentimes don't know how to hear the voice of God. And what I'll do is I'll just follow rules, rules to protect me. And I first, even as a priest, after many years in seminary, it was a woman who taught me how to pray. Just listening to her interceding for me taught me how to communicate to God in the same way. So a mother's voice is there to really guide us to the heart of who God is. That's why they're so sacred. And that's why the devil hates motherhood. If there's any attack that the devil wants to make to destroy a society, he will always attack mothers because mothers are the fountain of life in this world. And motherhood is most definitely in attack in our own nation in this time. You even talk about abortion activists are actually on media right now trying to promote people to protest in Catholic churches today in light of the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned, which exactly what this mass is being offered up for. Please, God, we can have more mothers once again in this nation by overturning such an act that has led to the death of more than 65 million children. Right? Someone said to me, you know, it's kind of ironic, though, that pro-abortion activists would attack Catholic churches on Mother's Day. Right. Irony of it. It's not ironic. The devil hates mothers. It makes perfect sense. There's no better day for him to show his colors than on Mother's Day. And so in this reality, I've really actually been shocked into this truth this past week um, about both the incredible gift that mothers are and how essential they are, but also understanding 
the damage that can come into our lives from our parents. That's why I'm going to lead to our prayer for the generational healing of families. I think this is a really important time for us to think about our families, where we've come from, and what we've received from them for good and for bad. And especially on this day dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary, offering our families an intercession to her. But I had this thought in light of watching a movie with some of the Frasati guys this last week. I never thought I'd be preaching on this horror film, let alone on Mother's Day. But this film was just, it was so in- disturbing, uh, <laughs> to say the least. It's called Hereditary. Has anyone ever seen Hereditary? Good for you. All right. I do not think you're going to want to watch this afterwards. But it was a, it was a very solid film, actually. And it's, it's a horror film, but it's not just something to make you jump. The director really wanted to make an emphasis on the spiritual battles that we have in our own life within our family. And it was about this, like the opening scene of this movie was the funeral of this mother's mom, right? And so she, it's wife with a husband and two children, son and a daughter. So it's like prototypical family, right? The first scene is them, her giving a eulogy at her grandma, at her mother's funeral. So you don't ever even see, see her mother in the picture. As they're going forward, all this evil phenomenon begins to appear inside their house, affecting every one of them in its own way. And what you come to find out is that the grandmother was actually in in a cult and had dedicated the family to Satan in a very real way. And that's what was kind of coming up here. But the point of the film was to show that even though that this woman saw that there's something wrong in her mother, she tried to separate herself from her, separate herself from the influence to get away. And yet she still could not break away from the evil spirits that had been associated with her mother's past. And what the director wanted to show in this film is that we can't just walk away from our family and pretend like we can start from scratch. Our family is within us, especially the influence of our mothers. And so we have to be very intentional. And this is one thing that the film showed is that no one talked about their problems. All that family were always in separate rooms doing their own thing. And so there wasn't a real dialogue about the good and the bad that was happening between them. And that repression of their emotions, of their their states in their life, actually gave free reign for the evil spirit to just wreak total havoc amongst the family. So the whole point he was trying to make is that the wounds of our family line can truly curse us. And just because they're dead or we've moved far away for good or for bad, that can still live on in our relationships in the present moment. This is true also in a psychological sense. How many of us got our personalities, the way we speak, the way we eat, the way we communicate with other people from our parents? I remember when I was on a silent retreat back in seminary. We couldn't speak to anybody, and no one knew that my father was coming to visit at that time. But I went with a walk with my father. This was in Connecticut. And we were just walking around the seminary. And someone came to me five days later after my dad had left. Like, they'd only seen him walking with me. That was it. And he said, that was your father, wasn't it? I was like, how did you know that? He goes, it was just by the way you guys walked. You walked the exact same way. It's like... That, and so you don't realize just how close you are in imitation of your parents, right? But so often other people from the outside can recognize that. And how many times have people told you that you look or sound or act just like your mother or father? 
And that, that can be for good and for bad in our lives. And this is also true on a spiritual level. That's why there's something called generational spirits. Generational spirits are spirits that continue to curse family lines throughout generations. So sometimes what you find is like parents who have suffered from atheism, unbelief, their children be much harder for them to believe in God. Parents who suffered from alcoholism will run inside the lines. Parents who suffered from a lot of lust or infidelity or divorce, it all continues to go in their children. And one thing that exorcists have said, said is that whenever there's a curse on a family line, like a fa- family spirit, it gets worse and worse with the children as it goes along until it is confronted. At some point, there has to be a confrontation with the evil spirits that have been passed down in our lives. And that's why I think that, that point of the director, that repression and that non-communication in the family was so essential because if we're not speaking about, we should always speak about the good and the blessings that have come from our family, always. Recognize the gifts that we've received. And one of the greatest things that you can realize is that if your mother or your father gave you more than they themselves received from their parents, that's an incredible place of freedom. It's like, I know you didn't give me everything, but you gave me more than you received from your parents. And I'll always be grateful for that. So you, you understand the gifts you've received from your family, but then there's also the realism of saying, well, there's also some things that are bad in our family line that was with my mother, my father, my grandparents, and before them. And when I start to recognize that and pray against it, that's when I can begin to grow out of it. One thing about this family in the movie Hereditary, you never once saw them pray. They never once prayed together. And the mother was obsessed with little like dolls in, in her doll's house that she was making. And a lot of times the film would go from like seeing them in real life to seeing them in the dollhouse. And the, the director wanted to make the point that they were all just little pawns with no free agency. They really didn't have any protection against the evil spirits that were around them. And that's, and that's true if we don't pray. Because the only thing that can truly overcome the evil spirits of our family history is God. And that's why devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary is so essential in every one of our lives. Because Mary is the new Eve. She's the new fountain through which Christ came into this world and gave us a new possibility to grow in the family of God. So bringing Mary into our families, into our life, in a unique way and consecrating ourselves to her, she enables us to overcome any evil influences from our past. And just like a good mother, she teaches us to hear the voice of her son. Because the worst thing about familiar spirits is they're familiar. We recognize them. And it's very easy to choose to stay with the devils we know rather than the devils we don't. So once you kind of get in a way of acting for a long time, it can be hard to act in any other way, right? It really takes a lot of effort. While Mary teaches us to hear the voice of her son, to know him, to know his truth, and to reorient my life according to God's will for my life, no longer according to generational spirits. 
So what I want to invite us to do right now is pray together this prayer for healing of the family tree. You should have copies in front of you and you can share them if you need with your family. But just think about in this time. Number one, like I said, the most important thing is you always begin with forgiveness. You always have to pray to God for the forgiveness of our own sins and to forgive any shortcomings of our parents. Gratitude is so strong to protect us from resentment in our own life. And resentment and bitterness and anger and depression is the feeding ground of evil spirits. So beginning with forgiveness for the sins that have been committed in our family line and gratitude for the love we did receive from our parents, two greatest strongholds. And then we go into prayer to ask God, reestablish my family tree beginning with me right now. So I invite everybody to kneel together as we pray this prayer. Just keep in mind, what is something in your family line you really want to invite the Blessed Virgin Mary, our Lord Jesus Christ, over? Just take one moment. Prayer for healing the family tree. Heavenly Father, I come before you as your child in great need of your help. I have physical health needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs, and interpersonal needs. Many of my problems have been caused by my own failures, neglect, and sinfulness, for which I humbly beg your forgiveness, Lord. But I also ask you to forgive the sins of my ancestors, whose failures have left their effects on me in the form of unwanted tendencies, behavior patterns, and effects in body, mind, and spirit. Heal me, Lord, of all these disorders. With your help, I sincerely forgive everyone, especially living or dead members of my family tree who have directly offended me or my loved ones in any way, or those whose sins have resulted in our present sufferings and disorders. In the name of your divine Son, Jesus, and in the power of his Holy Spirit, I ask you, Father, to deliver me and my entire family tree from the influence of the evil one. Free all living and dead members of my family tree from every contaminating form of bondage. By your loving concern for us, Heavenly Father, and by the shed of your precious Son, Jesus, I beg you to extend your blessing to me and all my living and deceased relatives. Heal every negative effect transmitted through all past generations and prevent such negative effects future generations of my family tree. I symbolically place the cross of Jesus over the head of each person in my family tree and between each generation. I ask you to let the cleansing blood of Jesus purify the bloodlines of my family lineage. Set your protective angels to encamp around us and permit Archangel Raphael, the patron of healing, to administer your divine healing to all of us. 
even in areas of genetic disability. Give special power to our family members, green angels, to heal, protect, guide, and encourage each of us in all our needs. Let your healing power be released at this very moment, and let it continue as long as your sovereignty permits. In our family tree, Lord, replace all bondage with a holy bonding and family love, and let there be an ever deeper bonding with you, Lord, by the Holy Spirit to your Son, Jesus. Let the family of the Holy Trinity pervade our family with its tender, warm, loving presence, so that our family may recognize and manifest love in all our relationships. All of our unknown needs we include with this petition, and we pray in Jesus' precious name, and through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen.